0: And a very good morning to everyone out there. It's Ron Arnold here with the today's segment of Going Greyhounds. We've got a few good meetings going around today. We've got Lismore kicking off at 3.37 and then a couple of programs tonight, Bulleye at 6.34 and the Gosford program at 6.58. We will have the late mail tips for Gosford prior to each of their races to try to find a winner or two. And speaking of winners or twos... Of course, uh, the world of borders changed a bit overnight as we roll into December 1, and at summertime, the Sunshine State is what everyone thinks about, the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast and Port Douglas. Plus, there's always wonderful race meetings, I suppose. In January, the Magic Millions World highlights it, but Greyhound Racing also takes its centre stage with some very big races, and I think... uh, Our next guest will be a very relieved man, knowing that those borders are down and you can just drive in, and certainly the smaller trainers can take their good dogs up to the respective uh, tracks over the next couple of months, and I welcome in CEO of Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, Luke Gatehouse. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Ron.
1: How are you going, mate?
0: Yes, very well, mate, very well, and I suppose just... uh, like everyone with a business in Queensland, you'd be happy to see the date roll over the day when those borders are free and there's no quarantine worlds as far as New yeah. South Wales at least is concerned.
1: Yeah, certainly, and, and for our Victorian uh, friends as well, because I know David Burnett, during the, the winter carnival, went through a uh, a lot of effort to, to get his greyhounds and, and his staff member up here to, to run dogs through the carnival. So I think we might see a bit more of an influx uh, for this year's summer carnival with people wanting to at least get away from where they've been locked away for, for several months.
0: And the timing of it, mate, obviously can be good because it is a good time to uh, to come up to Queensland, not
1: just weather-wise.
0: If you're into greyhounds, there's some certainly some really nice races ahead.
1: Yeah, the whole uh, months of uh, December, January and the first week of February is is chock-a-block full of group racing and feature racing at Albion Park. So we're really looking forward to this year's Carnival. It'll be a a bit of a a get-out celebration of of 2020. Mate, uh, just first up, where uh, your Derby and
0: uh, Futurity are not that far away, what can you tell us about there as far as NOMs, etc.?
1: Yeah, the NOMs closed this morning, so we'll have a fair idea of of how many hits we'll have by about lunchtime today. I'd probably anticipate two or three of the Futurity and about three, maybe four of the Derby, There's a lot of strength in our local young dogs uh, this year. Not too many pitches that uh, I'm aware of, other than one my son's got an interest in who goes pretty well. She'll be in the field. Uh, but the, the derby will be something to, to
0: witness. Obviously, um, you know, everything's cycling in this world, Luke, but, and of course we've watched so many races on television in recent times. Um, there's a number of quality dogs coming through Queensland. You seem to be at a bit of a peak at that at
1: the moment. Yeah, and as I said, it, it seems to be the male greyhounds. And You look at a dog like Parmal Beach, who's, who's taken all before him. He's won, I think it's nine out of his last ten, won the Ipswich Cup, won the Ipswich Auction, uh, wins all our races, Albion Park, and, and he's eligible for the Derby. So, you know, that's that's the strength of the, the young greyhounds at the moment. Tony Brett's got a couple of good young ones coming through. Uh, Billy Elson's always got a great team. So, yeah, really good strength in, in the young dogs. And I think it's a reflection of the, the repeat of the breeding, uh, coming back to to uh, the
0: confidence in the industry. And obviously, mate, not just in the sprinting world, there's a couple of you know pretty handy stayers putting their hands up at the present moment.
1: Yeah, Mitch Recall made her debut last week over the 700. And I, I didn't have any doubt about her running the 7.10 the way she runs the the 600 at Albion Park and the the 6.30 at Ipswich. And she put on a sparkling debut last week. And uh, Karen Klein and uh, Graham, she'll be coming back. uh, It's Wakari Bell. There's a lot of Wakaris running around. Uh, She'll be back for the summer carnival as well.
0: Obviously, uh, over the last few years, there's been plenty of talk about, you know, track redevelopments and all that sort of thing. And obviously, this year, a lot of things are being sort of put uh, put into the, the the comeback later on sort of basket. Um, where are you sitting with the you know, tracks down the the line, mate? What's happening as far yeah, as any so, redevelopment? So your
1: man, your mantle is uh, progressing. So we've got the the design consultants and a, a number of project teams that are here working through that at the moment. Um, the funding is there from the government. It's uh, well, good to welcome Grace Grace back as our minister. Uh, she's been there before. We had a, a very good relationship with Sterling Hinchcliffe prior to that, who did a lot for the Racing Code. So uh, I'm confident that things will keep progressing. Uh, it's going to be a long process because it has to get through council approvals and designs and all that sort of thing, being a, a greenfield site. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's something at the end of the horizon.
0: Beautiful, mate also um just obviously because i 've had an interest in some of the national greyhound syndicator dogs and um, mm. we 've had a bit of success up and down your coast, um, your regional racing seems to have got quite strong like some of the kennels that have set up you know they're serious numbers now with some of these people,
1: yeah, and you look at uh, up the up the coast you've got Bundaberg, Rockhampton Townsville, and they 're all racing uh, for a thousand and fifty dollars to the winner, which for for provincial racing is uh, a really good amount of money to be racing for. We've seen all, an influx of dogs from New South Wales and Victoria uh, heading to those kennels in Townsville and Rocky. I know Darren Taylor has uh, done a fair bit for uh, the syndication group and, and uh, you know, his kennel is competitive in Brisbane as well as Rockhampton. So the, the level of prize money uh, gets that confidence in those local economies.
0: And obviously something I uh, tend to look at, obviously it's just been part of my DNA, is your betting turnover. In mm. um, Queensland, turnovers have been exceptionally strong.
1: Yeah, continued year-on-year year growth. Obviously with uh, COVID and the restrictions on other sports, we saw basically a 50% increase during that period. But we're still double digits if you normalise it all. So the, the interest in the, in the code is, is amazing. The confidence in the the wagering is great, and uh, a lot of young people enjoying a night at the track these days too.
0: Now, just speaking about that, as far as people coming to your tracks at the present, like as of today, what what is required from a person that you know basically wakes up Thursday morning and says I want to go and see the Derby heats or whatever? Yep. Um,
1: what do they do? Yep, plenty of room at Albion Park, so uh, you just need to check in with your QR reader on your phone when you get there. Uh, and with basically our restriction of the inside, now a one person for per every two square meters, so uh, plenty of room because our places in Chase Australia is very large. Uh, and the outside, it's, it's pretty much unrestricted with the two square meters because there's a lot of real estate at Albion Park, so everyone's welcome to attend.
0: So it's just a matter of if they come in a group or something like that, just respect the social distancing world, yep. They're okay to sort of mingle. Yeah,
1: and we've got. Sanitisation stations all over the place, so all very COVID safe.
0: All right, mate. Well,
1: I uh, I will update
0: obviously each week. These wonderful races loom, and once the draws are and uh, finalised today, we'll uh, see the first round go through. So we might even uh, touch base again just next Monday after the first lot of heats are programmed and, and we can yep. see where it looms for final time and all that sort of thing. And a bit of New South Wales money to come up and take uh, some of the Queensland cash. We're happy to share as long as we have quality racing, Ron. Yeah, well, you've got that state of origin back again. I was sort of a bit dirty on that, so uh, <laughs> we need to uh, take that up for another another year now. So Yeah. All right, Great mate. Anyway, you, all the very best of luck, Luke. Uh Again, many people respect everything you do in greyhound racing, and uh, you've been involved in it a long time, and your work uh, certainly goes well and truly noticed, and uh, we appreciate everything you do, and the trainers respect you immensely. Great. Thanks for that, Ron. Appreciate it. There he is, folks, uh, Luke Gatehouse, one of the uh, best CEOs in greyhound racing right around the country. And, uh, yes, uh, they've been through their few issues since the Gold Coast track closed down, but they're rolling through it at the other end. And, uh, of course, uh, up there they've had some people involved in uh, the authority, of course, that have had plenty of interest in greyhound racing and uh, chaired there at the moment or headed there by uh, Brendan Parnell, of course, uh, who we all saw in Sky Channel days, and Brendan's done a great job with the three codes, and of course, Brenton Scott is up there as well. And uh, as far as Greyhound Passionist, there's none better than that. Speaking of big races, um, the draw came out yesterday for the Dapto Megastar this coming Thursday, and... We expected one of the superstars to be there, but I've got to be honest, I did get a terrible shock when I saw the second one. And in heat number one, yes, it's Flying Ricardo coming out of box number three. There's a couple of other very smart dogs in that particular heat for the Sultanas. Uh, serious object from Anthony Lord's Kennel's been unbeaten in the last number of starts. And, of course, other greyhounds like Ritzakapen and Cumbria Dreaming, they uh, are just highly professional dogs at this level. But Flying Ricardo, no doubt, uh, will be a short-price favourite for that heat. In the uh, second heat, we've got Ebby Infrared, of course, who was part of that wonderful race at Wendy Park on Saturday night, along with the uh, Peter Lagoggiani trained Shetland, who uh, didn't really have the best of luck down at Sandown over a couple of starts at a nasty tumble, but he's quite OK. And looking forward to coming back from box number two. Ebby Infrared has drawn at box number eight. And it was the third heat that's caught everyone's imagination. Race number seven, box three, is a greyhound called Simon. Told Helen, yes, and David Burnett, as uh, Luke Gatehouse just mentioned, is uh, not frightened to travel with his greyhounds. And of course, uh, this is uh, one of the superstars, runner-up in the Melbourne Cup only last Friday night, and uh, he's uh, getting ready to go probably in 24 hours' time. He'll make the drive up to uh, up to Dapto and compete there. It's 9.19, that race. He's drawn box number three. And uh, in the race, of course, he's got other high-class greyhounds like Winlock on top, who just loves the Dapdo track. Ebbie Jet Power is a last start winner. And, of course, sitting up in box number eight, a greyhound called Drink Moe, again from the Sultanas. And we highlighted that greyhound yesterday because it was the fastest winner out of the meeting last Saturday night at Wenty Park, clocking 29.70-odd, so... When you look at that, Simon told Helen. Again, a bit of a stranger to uh, Dapto, is certainly going to have to put every paw in the right position because there's plenty of opposition around him. But that Dapto megastar, if yeah, you know, if the good ones can all get through, and uh, the following week it's going to be a super race, of course, for the first time. Flying Ricardo and uh, and Simon told Helen will probably really battle it out head for head, and uh, it's certainly there. But there's plenty of other challenges. As we saw in the Melbourne Cup, you've only got to get someone that can really ping the lids and go, and all of a sudden, it's a whole new race. But again, that's Dapto this Thursday night, the heats of the Megastar, and uh, the big final, of course, the following Thursday, the 10th. But just reminding everyone, race five, number three, is flying Ricardo, and in race number seven, number three, Simon told Helen. Now, of course, uh, today, as I mentioned, we've got uh, the Gosford program As uh, our tipping program at the back end of this evening, we'll certainly have uh, all the late mail there at the Gosford Track. First event at 6.58. There's a couple there that uh, are probably worth uh, having a look at. In race five, number one, Torpedo Tears for Chris Perry, a greyhound that's won two of its last three. And off box number one, it's certainly very, very well suited. And a little bit later in the night, again, another greyhound that's been going very well is Smokey Basin. Bacon for uh, Tony Mason, and it's won its last two. It's race seven, number five, and again, over the short course, the 388, if it pings and runs, it'll be very hard to beat again tonight. So there's a couple that are worth putting into your uh, multiples. Race five, number one, Torpedo Tears, along with race number seven, number five, Smoky Bacon. Just speaking quickly of those uh, big races we mentioned with Luke Gatehouse, the Queensland Derby, and the Futurity, Heading the market, uh, as of last night, we had Pirate Pete at $4 and McCoolie's Lad at 5 And on the Futurity side, we had Vamos Penny and Vicky's Queen, both New South Wales-trained greyhounds from the Drynan and Ligogianni camps. And they both are at $7.50 in front of Crazy Cool at $8. And certainly, uh, as Luke mentioned, that draw will probably be out middle of this afternoon will be most important. Just also updating the uh, the megastar, of course, now that Simon told Helen is into the betting, he basically is sharing favouritism around the $2.50 mark with Flying Ricardo. Of course, Flying Ricardo had the uh, early market yesterday morning all on his own, but when that nomination came through, it changed the betting market quite dramatically. And uh, the two superstars, one that, of course, is the reigning greyhound of the year, The other is the young kid on the block, sitting up there at about 23 months of age, ready to stamp himself all over 2021. And, of course, there's uh, another one over in the west that's stamping himself too, Sunset Spitfire. We highlighted that Greyhound. Of course, it's now 111 on the trot. So there is really a lot to look forward to in Greyhound racing over the next few months, starting up there in the Sunshine State. And we welcome everyone back to Safe Travels up there in Queensland. That'll do us today on Going Greyhounds for this Tuesday as we get past 11 o'clock. Best of luck to everyone and certainly travel safe.